The Netherlands and Argentina advanced to the quarterfinals in the FIFA World Cup in Qatar after defeating their opponents on Saturday night. The Flying Dutchman allowed a higher possession rate and more shots by the USA, but still won three to one. It was not like Dutch football, which used to be known for winning with style. As for Argentina, they had a close win over Australia after Lionel Messi scored their icebreaker. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. Hey, so the Netherlands—they won. They beat USA in a pretty easy way, but judging by the process, it doesn't seem so easy. In the other, on the other hand, mm, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that in the introduction because you could see that on the sidelines they have like Edgar Davids, Danny Blind. Players that you think of with that old-fashioned Dutch style, mm-hmm. which emphasis on style, and this time round, it was a very tactical performance, but not much, not much beauty to it. Um, it's interesting how it basically went as if Louis Van Gaal heard my prediction, because the United States basically have athleticism, mm-hmm. drive, directness. And he was willing to just sit back, put three, four, five men behind the ball, just let them run, let them hold it, let them try and get get through the the high line. And basically when that didn't work, hit them on the counter. Memphis Depay scored in 10 minutes. And then after that, he just returned back to the same situation. Mm -hmm. Have a low block, wait for the US to bend themselves out, then go and hit them on the counter. Took two or three attempts, but then on the second or third go around, mm. a thing that he started doing is when the attack didn't work directly, use a winger and start playing horizontally because the US would end up kind of ball watching and were so used to just moving horizontally, they didn't seem to lay themselves correctly, which is how you had that first goal with Denzel Dumfries, who basically was far on the right, crossed it over everyone to uh, Daly Blind, who knocked in from the left on 46 minutes. Then in the second half, when the game wrapped up in the 80th minute, it was literally just a reverse. Daly Blind over to Denzel Dumfries, left to the right. It was, yeah, like you say, weirdly simple, but weirdly difficult in how it was done. Um, as for the US, I commend them for not giving up. The goal that they did get was as I suspected, which is Christian Pulisic gets the ball and he runs and he runs and he runs. And then when he sees a bit of space, he either goes for goal or plays someone in. He played Haji right in with just like the slightest bit of daylight between uh, him and Noppet and he got a goal. But otherwise, this was a game where I wouldn't even say the US were outplayed. They were Mm -hmm. just tactically outmatched, just completely flummoxed by what Van Hall was doing with his men. And the fact that it, it was totally different goal scorers, uh, Gakpo didn't score. Mm-hmm. Um, the goals were all set up correctly. It wasn't like his previous ones where they were exploiting mistakes from goalkeepers and things. It really does feel like uh, this team have grown now into being a real force, I think. Mm-hmm. I wonder, because they have to play Argentina next, if that'll be a game a bit too soon. However, there is a reason why now they are undefeated in 19. And against a side like the US, they basically were winning that game from five minutes in onwards. Yeah. 
it was really not the first time for the Dutch team to go with practical football instead of、uh, pretty football. But their the performances of their two wingers it it did remind me of what they used to do say twenty years ago you know with the Alvimas and others like Seden or Arjen Robben、mm. was this like by choice because Van Gaal like okay these these are the players we have we can't afford to play with style we have to be practical and we have the techniques so we can do this or this is more like we have all the weapons we can use. But now against USA, we play to win. We play for safe, and we can afford to be a little bit、um, normal and slow. And we were when we are against someone who is stronger, we will choose other weapons. I, f- I feel like that's the case because the US are such a one-dimensional team、mm-hmm. that if you do just slow the game down, like I say, do a, give them a low block, let them have the possession, let them tie themselves out. It then just becomes a case of. Getting the ball to your Dumfries, to your Daily Blinds, and letting them run wild. So I feel like this is very much a team that is, let's say, more pragmatic than、mm-hmm. the、uh, Netherlands of old. In the sense of they will play to what is in front of them, and if you don't give them much, well, they won't extend themselves too much. You give them one-dimensional performance, well, they beat you with a two-dimensional performance, and that's exactly what we saw. You know, it was a pretty clean game.、Mm-hmm. Uh, no one was hurt. No one. No. no one. There was two yellow cards, but that that was it. Nothing too dangerous. I get the feeling that this was simply a case of they were playing exactly to the level of their opponent.、Mm. Um, in China, the Netherlands have a lot of fans, and they have been known for what is it? The champion with no trophy, because they、mm. haven't won the World Cup yet. But for a long time, they were considered a very Legit title contender so far by their performances. Do you think they can still keep their reputation, or they can actually make a difference? Well, it's it's interesting you say that because I've a thing which I noticed yesterday is a lot of the games have been pretty quiet. The arena have been pretty empty, and you can tell by. The difference in terms of loudness, in terms of atmosphere for Argentina games,、mm-hmm. that I feel like every single, every single game they play is almost like a final. Like in Spanish footballing culture, every big game is called a final.、Mm-hmm. I get the feeling that every game that they play is considered a final in this tournament, and I wonder if, with it being Messi's last, if. The Netherlands eliminate them next, even if that's the end of their tournament, and they reach the semis and don't win. Maybe reach the final and don't win. I feel like this idea of them being the champion who doesn't get the trophy that will continue through this tournament just by being the team to eliminate Messi.、Mm, that that's a very fair and punching point. As for the USA,、um, I think it's kind of surprising that they actually made it to the round of sixteen because their first two games were boring and not very hopeful. So they made it so far. Their players, apparently, like you said, they're athletic, they're powerful, but football is not exactly like the athletics. You need something more than speed and power and muscles, and probably not being so one-dimensional. So they need more tricks. Their、mm. players are not really too old or too young. Do you think this World Cup will be like an opportunity for 
their uh, football federation or for their team to know that okay, we have these players who are hopeful of going so far in the World Cup, and let's dream bigger for the next tournament. Yeah, a thing which I came away from this game thinking is this is a great team、mm-hmm. with a poor manager.、Uh-huh. I feel like Greg Berhalter probably needs to be replaced because he's got them this far entirely on very simple counterattacking play, just muscling opponents, just just muscling opponents.、Mm-hmm. But you see the talent in Christian Pulisic, in, in Tim Weir, Weston McKennie, Sergio Dest. Uh, Hadji Wright, who came on, got the goal. There's a lot of raw talent in this team,、mm-hmm. and perhaps it's an issue of they perhaps need to spread out a bit more, get more players in the Premier League, get more players in Serie A, learn different styles of play, develop that way. But I get the feeling that they just need to have more nous on the on the pitch because you can't outmuscle a team that will counterpunch you、mm-hmm. as well as the Netherlands did, especially once. They did it in ten minutes, and then just did it repeatedly. Like it's one thing to be fooled once, but to be fooled, as far as I could count, at least three or four times in that first half、mm-hmm. before they conceded again at the very end. That's a sign that you're just so limited from such an early stage in a game that quite simply that's not good enough from the manager. Yeah, I think the rise of、uh, Asian football at this tournament, if I can call it that way. Is maybe it's a lesson for Team USA because, in traditional thinking, we'll say teams from Asia, from North America, from the Caribbeans, when they are playing against South American opponents, where they're p- playing against European opponents, they were always like, okay, these are strong guys. Maybe it's not our fault that we lose them. It's okay. But now, since Asian teams, you know, they we beat Spain, we beat Germany, we beat Argentina. Now maybe USA players they can say. There's no reason that we can't beat them. So if they have a bold manager who actually share these thoughts, maybe next time or in the future tournaments, they can go actually further and make better use of their talents. I, th- I think that's so.、Uh, they said yesterday on the commentary that North America is now the first continent to be eliminated because Canada and Mexico went out as well. Yeah, and I think that when you consider how Like you say, the rise of the Asian continent within、mm-hmm. the tournament. I think the U.S. in particular, maybe Mexico as well, will really have to sit down and wonder how they have ended up in this situation. Yeah, in the second game, Argentina beat Australia two to one, and again, Lionel Messi. I didn't really know that. Maybe I should. It was the first goal he scored in the World Cup knockout stage. That was a new record for him. Yeah, it's his one thousandth game,、mm-hmm. and he finally got the thing he has needed for a very long time. Yeah.、Um, but as for the game itself, it was very strange、mm-hmm. because, like for example, we just mentioned how the Netherlands basically had it controlled from within five minutes. Yeah. Even after Messi got that goal on thirty-five, Australia didn't give up, and for me, watching the game. I'd say the takeaway for、um, Argentina is not going to be the goals. It's not going to be Messi finally getting on the score sheet in the knockouts. It's going to be that the final, final shot is Emiliano Martinez、mm-hmm. saving the saving a shot that would have taken it into extra time, with the players basically jumping on him with a look as if to say, "Like you've saved the day." 
they did not close Australia down. They did not take their chances and take a lead when they could have. The amount of times that Lautaro Martinez was like right in front of goal and just guide the ball, sent it into nowhere. Um, I almost came away from this thinking that based on their previous two performances, obviously the Saudi Arabia loss is a fluke. Mm -hmm. However, based on how Australia were unwilling to give in and took it right down to the final kick of the game, pretty much, this Argentina team can be got at. And if they don't tighten up their defense, if they don't have more of a killer instinct in front of goal, Mm. that's really going to come back to bite them against a team that does. Yeah, that's true. So what was wrong with uh, Lautaro? Because like his uh, Inter Milan roommate Lukaku, they both missed such such easy goals for as many as three times that I could count. Mm-hmm. This kind of missing opportunity ability is pretty rare for South American players, especially for those from Argentina. Yeah, and not only that, but the second game by um, Julian Alvarez oh, yeah. came directly from a goalkeeper's mistake. So besides for Messi getting that goal from the edge of the penalty box, there was just no finishing from this Argentina side whatsoever. And the way they were playing, they weren't particularly... I, you know, it's hard to say, but they weren't particularly closing, doing anything. They weren't closing Australia down. They weren't hunting for goals. They were just playing as if, like, well, we're Argentina, they are Australia, we'll win. And then when they got that deflection in the seventy seventh minute, they're the things that they're the things that happen when you are a team like the Socceroos who just don't give up. Mm-hmm. And you know, as as we were saying yesterday it's kind of a free hit for australia no one's really expecting them to do much so they were playing with no pressure on their shoulders there's a lot of pressure on the shoulders of uh, messi and argentina if they now go up against this netherlands team Mm -hmm. with a master tactician like louis van hall you can see them getting outplayed Mm. in order not to get outplayed say if you were the manager of argentina how will you use Messi? Will you just make him, uh, give him what he wants, like allowing him to play in where he feels most comfortable in the right wing from the beginning, so he can mm. strike earlier, or you just keep him not so tired and then give him twenty to twenty-five minutes in the second half, so he can finish the game with all the power he has. Well, based on yesterday's game, where he was the best player by far. I think I would be treating it like keeping him central as this like floating number 10, mm-hmm. but then enforcing everyone around him to be very rigid, be very solid, solidify the back line to make sure nothing happens again like happening against Australia. And then I, I don't really know what, what a manager can do to get Lautaro Martinez, Julian Alvarez, Papu Gomez just being a lot more clinical, a lot more direct because... Without them as a backup, we're going to end up in a situation like we've seen in previous tournaments where opponents know Messi's the star man. So they put him in double coverage, make sure he can't get the ball, can't move with the ball. And by shutting him down, you shut down the whole team. So you're going to have to, if I was Lionel Scaloni, Mm -hmm. I would have to make sure that Lautaro Martinez or Paolo Dybala, who I don't even know if we've seen this tournament. I haven't seen him yet. Get them get them on the pitch and make them a threat, make them a second option. You know, England are playing tonight. And the thing which makes me most hopeful for that is I came into the tournament thinking, okay, the goals are going to come from Harry Kane. 
and instead they've come from everyone else, which is not a good thing for Kane, but it's a good thing for us as a team because the opponents don't know who to focus on. And that level of diversity is what Argentina need to be doing going forward with such a big target as Messi playing up front. That's true. Um, I was reading that the manager of Australia, Arnold, said his contract is done. He needs a break. There were now mm. rumors if uh, Football Australia will keep him as the manager. Do you think they should keep him? I think so. Based on how far they've got in this tournament, and for them to go out in their case of like they played well, but they lost, it wasn't a case of like they were humbled, humiliated, completely outplayed. They gave they gave Argentina their best and took it right to the wire. I feel like if he is going needs a break, fair enough, he's he's earned it. But if it's him who has made this uh, fantastic team culture, mm-hmm. where the where the team just play their heart out, if he's the one who's cultivating this team to make them constantly a threat, no matter who they're against. You know, the the guy who plays left back, uh, Bayhitch, I believe the mm-hmm. guy's name is. Yeah. He went on that run in like the second half and basically ran all the way up the pitch, got into the opponent's box. He plays for Dundee United, which is the bottom team in the Scottish Premier League. If you can get used players like that to take Argentina to the limit, I feel like he is if if he if not gonna be the manager going forward, keep him in some kind of Australian Football Federation, make him something backroom because whatever it is he's done, it's worked pretty well. Mm. So, so far, the two traditional powerhouses have already won. Tonight, France and England, they're also traditional powerhouses. I think they will win too. Do you agree? Yeah, I I think so. Poland being just completely abject so Mm. far, that should be pretty easy. And like I say, I feel like England are on enough of a run that the stumbling Senegal shouldn't be too much of a threat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting how we had a lot of upsets in that first round, be mm. it Japan getting those two wins, be it Saudi Arabia. But now looking forward, I feel like it's just going to be the, the powerhouses going through. Yeah. Besides for perhaps Japan versus Croatia, but... We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. It's more like, okay, kids, you have your fun. Now it's the adults' time to play actual the actual games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. and, yeah. yeah. And I think so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll be hearing from you guys very soon tomorrow. See ya. Speak to you then. Bye-bye.